Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You are listening to the Moms as Entrepreneurs on the Briefcase Radio Workshop. Standing in for Mr. Omar Muhammad, my name is Jasmine Sims. I'm the owner of the award-winning Scrub Nail Boutique in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm Tamira Lucas, the business doctor. So we're happy to be back. And if you tuned into us on our last segment when we were here, we talked a lot about starting your business legally and the steps that you can take in order to do that. So we had a wonderful guest that came on and gave us a full workshop on how to do that. But today we want to talk about starting your business from scratch. How do you start your business from the bottom up, starting with branding your business, coming up with your name, your concept, and where to go from there? So today we have with us the wonderful Miss Tiffany Williams of Belargo PRJ, and she's going to tell us about her business and how she got started. Hey, Tiffany. Hi, guys. How are you? We are great. We are very excited to interview you today and have you on the show. So I guess you should first start out by telling everyone about you, your business, um, and what it is that you do. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Tiffany Williams. I am the owner of Belargo PRJ and Belargo Boutique. Belargo PRJ is a luxury streetwear brand that started back in 2003. Um. We, in 2003, I started honestly selling T-shirts out of the trunk of my car. And flash forward 13 years later, we now have our own boutique located at 501 South Street in Philadelphia. We're in over a dozen of other stores, um, Sneaker Villa, Shoe City, and we have been able to accomplish over a million dollars in sales. Awesome. So what what has it been like to sustain your business over 13 years? There, it's been a long, long journey. How do you get there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like a cut and dry, easy answer. Um, determination, definitely. With a, Being an entrepreneur, I always tell people to definitely go into a business that you truly love. If you're being, if you go into any business in general, but especially as an entrepreneur, just for money or financial reasons, it's more is more likely that you'll give up because there is a lot of, you know, hardships that you you accomplish, roadblocks along the way. So for me, um, what kept me going for 13 years was the love that I had for my brand. My brand is kind of like my baby, so. It's like if your child gets on your nerves, you can't, you know, give it away. Right. You still have to deal with it. So. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times people have these great visions or they have an idea of what they want to do as far as a business. They want to start a business. So for you to last 13 years, what was the first step you took? Starting from scratch, from the bottom up, what was the first step you took to see your vision come to life? 
the first step that uh, we did, honestly, when Belargo started, it was not what it was today. It was not a streetwear luxury brand. Uh, my partner and I, when we began, we were making women's clothing, strictly women's clothing. Um, and when I, uh, I'm glad that we didn't, I think that helped us was we were really particular about the name we picked for our brand. I knew um, going into the brand, I wanted a name that if tomorrow I no longer wanted Millard to be clothing, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. So we really thought hard on the name we picked. And tell everyone Once what Malargo PRJ means. Fashion is life. Fashion is life. Mm, I love yeah. that. And what language is that <laughs> from? Um, actually, we'll, uh, we made up our name. <laughs> uh, that is our meaning for it. It's spelled phonetically French. Okay. Okay. So, so once what- we picked out the once we picked out the name, um, our next step was paperwork, getting our business structure. Um, structure. I see when I talk to a lot of you know up and coming um, entrepreneurs, definitely younger entrepreneurs. A lot of people I, I notice that they go into business without properly having their mm-hmm. business set up, and that is like the number one mistake I try to tell people not to do. Um, right, and your business you is a partnership. Started- Yes, my, my business is a partnership, and we're um, legally structured as a corporation. Okay. So before we even went into business, um, before we even, when we first got started after the name, we decided to go into a corporation. Uh, we sat down with an attorney, told them what we were trying to do. Um, our attorney at the time was also uh, previously an accountant, which was great because he could tell us, you know, for different tax purposes, sorry, different tax purposes, which way we should go into structure in our business. And then myself and my partner had to come up with a partnership agreement, which is sort of like a prenup, because when you have a partner, it's a marriage. Exactly. So you have to think of every worst-case scenario, if we get a business divorce, what happens to the company. Right, because you need that contract of how you're going to get out of that partnership, not necessarily how you get into it. That's the easy part. Right. Correct. So we have a caller. We actually have a caller, Tiffany, so let's see. Someone oh. wants to ask you a question. <laughs> Hi, Randy. You're on with the Maz. What's up? This is Randy B. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. Well, you know I'm going to say right off, and I'm not going to be long one because I have a sports talk show on the radio, and I want to eat up all your time. So I, I realize the value of radio. And so it's like 8.13, so I'm going to do this with hopefully in 60 seconds. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, uh, I started out after I worked with corporate world for 20 years. I opened up barbershops, all right? And I didn't know anything as far as, you know, a name or just what to do. So I learned from others who were more successful or just as successful as others in the business. I went to um, to Trenton Business Week, which is in Trenton, New Jersey. I learned about business cards, you know, what color, what, uh, you know, uh, what type of font. Some people, they make business cards and they have it in script, but you can't understand script. You can't mm-hmm. read script. It should be block letters, and the color is very, very important. And you can have the color... Uh, the color of your scheme of your your facility that you're going to have, and in the case, my case, it was the barbershops and hair salons. So uh, I, I learned how to uh, 
make business cards. I learned to take business cards with me wherever I go. Uh, right, because it's all about networking and growing your business in that exactly. in that way. Now, picking out a name is just as important, if not as important, as your location. Your location is should be number one. Your name is very important because it tells you who you are and what you do. And uh, so we open up. Uh, I had parties at first, and we opened up the barbershop, and we called it. I went into the dictionary to find out names, and I just looked through the dictionary, looked through the dictionary, and uh, came up with Majestic Hairs. That was my first shop. And then uh, I opened up another shop after the partnership was dissolved, and what you just told the audience about having a an out clause mm-hmm. is very, very important. We get into verbal partnerships, which I don't agree upon. Everything, if it's not written, it never happens. Right. But you must have an out uh, uh, so that you can have proper closing. So everybody has the entitlement to, to yeah. branch off and do what they want to do. So you right. got to put that in, in writing. Yeah, thank you so, for that, Randy. Thank you for confirming that, Randy. So let's yeah. talk more about that, Tiffany. Um, being in a partnership can be very difficult. You know, I'm lucky to have a partner like Tamira where we can agree to disagree and we can talk about a lot of things together. So. Okay. For you, how has it been with your partner? What is your strong point in the partnership, and what does your partner bring as their strength to your partnership? Me and my partner, I wouldn't say um, it's hard having a partner in any sense, but we kind of balance each other out. He is definitely more of the creative um, kind of public relations, social, and I am the business. I am the brain and the business side of our business. So we balance each other where, you know, balance is important. (laughs) Yes. Where I may lack, he's strong at, and where he lacks, I'm strong at. So for us, that, that, you know, has been able to work for the past 13 years. I'm glad you talked about that uh, balance part in a partnership, Tiffany, because it's really, you know, important that when you are getting into a partnership that you do find um, people that can't, will find a person or people if you're getting into, you know, depending on how big the partnerships are, that balance out the different qualities that you may not have. So there are some things that, you know, Jasmine can do very well that I may not be good at, but there are definitely things that I can do that, you know, she may not be good at. Um, But we we, um, received your wonderful bio right and i yeah. i can't wait until you talk about this um you have a lot of people that are you know wearing your brand and you know building that brand and getting it out there is so hard when people are starting businesses and especially in the fashion business as a business consultant i get a lot of individuals that um, are interested in starting a a fashion business um and they have these dreams of getting all of these celebrities to wear their clothing can you kind of touch on what that process was like and how did you get some you know get others to respect your brand the way that you respect your brand honestly uh, every it's it's surreal of how many people we have been able to have that we've had in the brand and have been able to get in the brand and a lot of which kind of is not in a case that we even directly speak or sort out to get these people in the brand. Um, when we started again 13 years ago, we were on the beginning of social media. So mm-hmm. back then you had uh, MySpace, 
if anybody even remembers what that is, and Facebook was just familiar. Oh, yes. There was no Instagram. Yes. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of who, who, you, who you know to get stuff on people. Now, my partner, Celine, he spent about three years out in L.A. Um, where a friend of his is a stylist. So in that time in L.A., he did get to meet a lot of people uh, and made a lot of great relationships, which, mm-hmm. which that helped us. Um, in Philly, the brand just took off. It came, it became, you know, something that's kind of like a staple of Philly, um, amongst, you know, different popular people Mm -hmm. and different local celebrities. And so one in particular, uh, Meek Mills, who has definitely been a huge supporter of our brand. He's been wearing our brand. I can't even think how many years, but back to uh, some of our earlier days. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different celebrities started to notice the brand on him. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how we kind of would get more celebrities. Now, unfortunately, I would say, like, brands coming out, it is a lot harder to get your stuff on celebrities Mm -hmm. because the honesty of it is is that Social media celebrities have realized that they can get paid on mm-hmm. social media. Yes. They are getting endorsed by bigger companies who wear products, who place the product placement on social media. Mm-hmm. So now you may get your stuff to an artist, but there's no guarantee that the artist is going to wear it. Right. It's no guarantee that the artist right. is going to get photographed in it, or at least not for free. So the dynamics of social media definitely makes product placement a little harder. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily for us, honestly, some of the bigger celebrities that we have gotten stuff to, I mean, sometimes the picture will pop up, and I'm surprised that the picture pops up, (laughs) but they really just like the brand, so they decide to wear the brand. And most of the celebrities that we honestly get stuff on, once they wear the brand, you know, the relationship is built from there, and then it's just follow-up of keeping them in the brand. Don't you just love when you get those pop-up things and say, oh, my God, this person, yeah. this person, this person. I love when that happens to me. I can't And love for me, it's usually, it's usually a phone call in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. <laughs> like, oh, my God, guess who's wearing your shirt? <laughs> right, and it's even harder now, I mean, aside from, you know, the social media aspect, but people have um, exclusive agreements where they can't be photographed in anything Weird. else. Mm-hmm. So even Correct. if they really want to wear it, they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Tiffany, um, you have been able to, you know, get your items or, you know, get your clothing line in big brand branded stores um, as well as your store. And but you're doing some other cool things in business. And I want you to really tell our audience about the things that you're doing and how they actually how it actually came about and, you know, why you're doing it. Okay. Um, well, currently I am working on a project, which is Belargo University. Mm-hmm. Belargo University is its one of our logos from our line. We used to do, probably I would say in about 2006, we came out with these sweatshirts with the B and the, and the university. Mm-hmm. And people liked the style of it. So that's where the name Belargo University came from. Mm-hmm. But it's not a university as a sense of it's truly a school. But I like the name university because I am definitely schooling people on business <laughs> and what it takes to stay in business. Mm-hmm. Um, being a business owner and, you know, definitely in Philly, I'm very accessible. I am very approachable. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of people on a daily basis ask me, especially aspiring, you know, T-shirt designers, people trying to start clothing lines. And more recently, just 
entrepreneurs in general, Mm -hmm. different business questions. How did you get started? What should I do? What's the first thing that needs to be done? And unfortunately, with running my own business and running the running the brand and the boutique, it's like running two businesses in one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with doing that, it's hard for me on an everyday basis, like a case by case scenario, to fully give you know people the attention I would like to give to them. So I was sitting back thinking, and, and the more I would get asked, I'm like, let me just kind of do something to address this on a whole. And that's how Belargo University was born. So it will be different seminars, workshops, um, e-books, and things of that nature, you know, truly specifically to business. But it's not just a general seminar where for 30 minutes I'm going to give you, okay, I did this, 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 and we're done. It's going to be a step-by-step. So if you are somebody who, you know, you're thinking about a business, you don't know where to begin, It'll be something on the importance of the name. It'll be, of course, on, you know, how to set up your business. How do you know whether you want to be a sole proprietorship, corporation, which um, business formation is best for you, Uh, the importance of credit. Mm. Had I known now what I known then, I mean, had I known then what I know now, you know, credit is a big thing. When you're an entrepreneur starting out, until your business is successful, if you need funding, they're depending off of your personal mm-hmm. credit. They're I'm not glad, looking at your business I'm glad credit. you actually said that because our next segment that we are doing is going to be on, you know, building your credit for your business. So I'm glad you said that because that's definitely going to gear our audience into what our next segment uh, will be about. <laughs> um, we do have another caller. Yay. Let's okay. see. <laughs> and also for anyone, if you want to ask any questions, you can give us a call here at the studio, 410-319-8888. So we have, let's see, we have Travis. Hi, Travis. You're on with the Maz and Tiffany Williams. Yes. How you Hi, doing? Travis. I love you. I love when y'all ladies come in and, and do the show for Omar. Oh, oh say that again. Say that again, Travis. <laughs> I, I love when y'all ladies come in and do the show for Omar. <laughs> Thank I you. Just wanted to say, I was talking to an electrical engineer who graduated from Morgan, and I was talking to her about um, people making different things. And we was having a conversation about, you know, entrepreneurship and how, you know, people with different degrees, like, can make mobile apps and different products and, and create different services for people so that people can, you know, start businesses and be able to hire people in a master's form to get people to work, especially um, ex-offenders and young black men and women that may have a record or some people that can't find jobs right now. Mm-hmm. But that's what my focus on, you know, focusing on people getting jobs mm-hmm. because that's going to be what's increased, you know, I believe, my opinion, the crime rate and different things because if people knew better, they'll do better. And if people only knew that they could do better, they will do better for themselves, you know. But a lot of people are hopeless. Right. So because they are hopeless, they figure, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But we need to really focus on people uh, being more uh, hopeful about their future and really trying to help people become entrepreneurs that can't uh, get a 
That is really important, Travis, and thank you for calling in and uh, speaking on that. I think that's one of the reasons um, and how impactful the work that Tiffany is actually doing with opening up, um, you know, her university to help others learn about entrepreneurship. So thank you for calling in. Thank you, ladies, and look forward to the next time y'all come in. Okay. But that was really on my mind and really on the heart of the young lady I was talking to that, you know, can we start, can we go buy warehouse space and create products that we can make in the African-American community and other communities buy it Mm -hmm. and, and we get people jobs? Yep. Thank you, Travis. Thank you for calling in, Travis. So, Tiffany... Yeah. Uh, we we only have a few minutes left, okay. and, and I really want you, you know, one of the things that we like to do when we, um, you know, interview people and have people come on the show is really give first the one piece of advice that you would give to other individuals that are um, looking to join the entrepreneurship family, because I, I call it a family, and I think if we look at it as a family, then we can all help each other get to the next level mm-hmm. um, and not be hoarders of information and resources. So what piece of advice or tool would you give other individuals that are looking to jump into entrepreneurship um, that can help them? Um, My main piece of advice is kind of a mantra that I live by, which is never give up. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is, again, it's definitely something um, that you have to be built for. But it is something that is very attainable and possible. Um, I say never give up because you're going to have trials, you're going to have hardships. But if you are determined and you stick with it, you can be very successful. Um, it's not easy. Again, I come from a corporate corporate America. I have worked for over um, 10 years prior to this. I work now three times harder mm. than I did when I had a Say that again, Tiffany. <laughs> Might be five times harder than I did when I had a nine to five. But the difference is right then I'm working for something that I love. I'm working for me. So it, it, it's just a different type of labor. Um, so definitely never give up. You're going to have people that, you know, don't believe in you. They're going to tell you you're crazy. They're not mm-hmm. going to be supportive. But it's your dream and it's not meant for everyone to walk with you. Yes. Everybody is not going to understand and that's, that's okay. Awesome. Um, you know what? And people still think I'm crazy. Yep. They always think I'm, they always think I'm crazy, and they <laughs> may be right, reasons. but it's okay. <laughs> so, Tiffany, we really enjoy interviewing you today, and we do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey and all of the information, um, you know, to our audience. So, can you please tell people how they can reach you? Yes, you guys can reach me um, on Instagram. I am Miss Belargo. M S B E L L A R G O. I'm not going to bog you down with all of the other ads because as long as you make it to that page, you can find in my bio rest. leads you everywhere else. All right. Thank you so well, much, Well, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you guys so much for having me. You are welcome. And we are going to take a break. You are listening to the Moms as Entrepreneurs Workshop on the Briefcase Radio Workshop on WEAA 88.9. If you want to give us a call, 410-319-8888. We'll be right back.
are back. The moms as entrepreneurs are still here. The moms are in the building. Woo-hoo. Standing in for Mr. Omar <laughs> Muhammad once again. He's entrusted us again <laughs> with his radio show. So we just had a wonderful segment with Miss Tiffany Williams of Belargo PRJ Boutique and Streetwear Brand. And that brings us to our next segment where we will talk about um, get preparing your credit for business. Absolutely. So I'm excited. We have Miss Akira Dixon. She is the CEO of Premier Credit Consultants in Dixon Business Enterprises. Um, Hi. Ak- hey, Akira. How are you? Doing very well. How are you, ladies? We are doing well. Wonderful. We, we are excited because, listen, we get so many questions about business. How do you do this? How do you do that? And once we, you know, give them the process, we tell them about credit, and it's like, uh. Right. Everybody <laughs> wants a plain and simple answer. Well, how do I get started in business? You go down to the office, you file for your tax number, you know, you register your business right. name. That's what they want to hear, but then we have to tell them, no, you have to start with a plan. You have to legally structure right. your business. Then you have to clean up your credit. And like Tamira said, that's when it all goes down. When it all people goes get scared down. of the word credit. It's like a dirty word. <laughs> so, Akira, please tell everyone about yourself, what it is that you do, and then we'll get right into the workshop of really preparing your credit for business. Okay, perfect. Well, of course, as you guys have already introduced me, my name is Akira Dixon. I'm a 29-year-old owner of Premier Credit Consultants, and also I just incorporated my own um, corporation, Dixon Business Enterprises, so I will be assisting business owners with launching their business and getting it off the ground. Awesome. Um, right now, I am currently working with consumers and helping them to basically just be aware of their credit habits, make some credit changes, and basically just change their entire credit lifestyle. So that's what I do right now. Well, you forgot one important part, Akira. Okay, what did I forget? You're a mom, okay. and you're on moms. What? You're talking to the moms as entrepreneurs. <laughs> I don't know how I left that out. Yeah, how did you I, leave that out? That's the number one job. Like, <laughs> That's the busiest part uh, of your whole life. <laughs> right, this small life. Uh, I am a mother of two children. I have a two-year-old son, and I have a very active eight-year-old daughter. So you yeah. are the real MVP because Jasmine <laughs> and I only have one each, <laughs> and you hear well, us? I'm, I'm struggling with that already. <laughs> I know it is a struggle, but you have. Have to prioritize. Okay, that's, you got them. It's time management. That's all it is. That's, but it's definitely, definitely what I attribute my success to my children. Without them, I would not be motivated to anything. Definitely not be an entrepreneur. So I owe it all to them. Oh, that see, I love. We love. We love to hear things like that because I think I feel the same way. <laughs> but Akira, <laughs> so let's jump right into this workshop of credit because this is so important. And one of the things. Um, from both perspectives, as an individual start, um, starting a business, you need credit. And also as a mom, I get a lot of moms that are older um, and have mm-hmm. taken out, like, student loans and things for their children. So I want you to kind of touch on um, touch, touch on that subject of how, from an individual, you need to prepare your credit. And if you already are a mom and your credit is really not that good, how you can kind of transition into having good credit. Okay, perfect. Well, the very first thing everyone needs to do with all the mothers, you definitely need to actually access your credit report. I run into people all the time that have never even seen their credit report, are not really current, or not have an idea what their current credit status is, and that's never good. Mm-hmm. You should always know what your current status is, whether it's good or bad. Like, you should be aware of it. 
So I highly recommend just enrolling in some sort of credit monitoring service. Now, Credit Karma, I recommend only for educational purposes. Um, I prefer creditcheckstotal.com. Um, it's a great resource for all three credit scores and all three credit reports. So I definitely recommend everyone logging into that website, getting access to their credit reports, and just seeing what's on there. And say that um, website again, Akira. It's creditchecktotal.com. Okay. And there is a monthly fee associated with this with this website, but I guarantee you it's worth it. I would not recommend something that would not be worth your dollar. It's definitely worth it. Um, and they inform you of all kinds of changes and adjustments to your credit report, your credit score. So I highly recommend that service. And it's accurate. It's mm-hmm. 100% accurate information. If you were to go to a car dealership or you're applying for a home ownership or whatever the case may be, those scores would be what you would see when you're working with a specific lender um, when you're trying to obtain something. So that's definitely the first place to start, just getting your credit reports in your hands, seeing what your credit scores are. Um, once you have everything in place, like, you know, you have your experience, training, training, your Equifax reports, you want to just review them. You want to take a look at them, make sure that everything is checking out. You want everything to be 100% accurate. You want everything to be current, your personal information to be correct. I run into people all the time that have all kinds of stuff on their reports as far as the personal information, their mom's name, an old address <laughs> they used to live at. You want everything to be 100% accurate. Everything should be current and up to date. That's the very first thing that they should do. Um, secondly, once you take a look at everything, you want to figure out a plan to kind of combat it. If it's kind of severe and it's not where you where you would like to be, kind of just take a look and, and reevaluate what you are. Um, before you tackle your actual credit, you need to get a hold of your personal finance. Mm. Personal finance and credit goes hand in hand. So if your finances are poor and your budgeting habits are terrible, it's going to reflect on your credit report. So you definitely want to just kind of make sure that, hey, I got my money together, I'm spending my money wisely, uh, and I am in a position to where I can pay my creditors on time, I can take control of my financial situation just by, you know, doing what I need to do as a woman, period. Um, and as a mom, you most definitely want to keep some sort of, you know, some sort of level of standard. Like, you want to be able to set an example. I see so many people that are raising children, and we aren't properly educating them on all levels of life. When you are taking the necessary steps to ensure that you are setting that example for your children, financial issues and taking care of your finances are one of those things that you should not leave out, okay? Mm. It comes in the same place that you would teach your children right or wrong. You need to be teaching them how to handle their money. So what's that's the first, very important. What's the first tip that you should share with your children just to get them started on a path to financial literacy? Where can we start with our children to teach them that? Well, with anything, everything starts with integrity. And integrity is basically doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And that falls in line with your credit and any type of financial decision that you're going to make. So if you're going to borrow money from someone or if you're going to accept some type of credit from someone, you need to be in a position to pay them back. Mm. If you are not in a position to pay them back, then don't put yourself in that position. And that's a lot of the reason why people have poor credit because Mm -hmm. we accept, and I'm a victim, I've done it before, I've been in in the same shoes where I've taken out a credit card and I know from day one that I don't even have a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't need to take out this credit card, but of course it's very tempting. So you want to make sure that you are in a position to financially take care of any debt that you are going to voluntarily because any type of situation that you get in financially is usually voluntarily. You want to make sure that you are in a position that you can actively handle this account. So if you're taking out a credit card, if you're taking out a loan or whatever the case may be, 
You want to make sure that you can up, uphold your end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you should understand that there will be consequences, and those consequences will follow you for the rest of your life. I'm glad you you said that because that's not a conversation that I can say that I had with my mom. Um, however, I saw the things that happened to her, you know, when her credit wasn't good and, you know, how she kind of had to consolidate her bills and those type of things. And I was determined that I did not want to do those things. Um, right. And I just wanted to have the ability to be able to go and purchase whatever I wanted to purchase, whether I needed credit or not. So right. um, I'm very big on, you know, my daughter, we don't, we're in a cashless world where a lot of people don't use cash. Um, but mm-hmm. she thinks that all of my cards are from, I mean, they are from a bank, but, you know, like my actual right. bank account. That they are linked to yeah. an endless supply of $1 yeah, bills. well, that's what she right. thinks anyway. <laughs> but I want her to understand the importance of good credit. I talk to even my students at the un- at the university, you know, that I teach at to tell them that, don't just go out here and get student loans because you want extra money. I've made that exactly. mistake. Um, okay. You have to think about your future and how that's going to affect your credit. Now, there's, there are endless programs out here that will help you, you know, through the student loan debt and things like that. But if you can avoid student loan debt, avoid it. Avoid Most it. Most definitely. And I think um, the very first step to avoiding student loans are putting our children in, in the best educational programs and preparing them for the future. Um, even as parents, we should be saving for our children's future. My children have college funds already. That's definitely something that we should do as mothers. We should create that resource for our children so that that won't be an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. And keep in mind, if you have any questions that you would like to ask Ms. Akira Dixon about your credit or your business credit, give us a call at the studio, 410-319-8888. But I have a question. What if you're a person who has dug yourself such a deep hole that you can't even see out, out of the hole? What is your first step? I mean, because you can get there. Right. If you're not careful and you're not planning carefully and you're being frivolous with, with, you know, your spending or, you know, like you said, borrowing money or getting credit cards when you know you can't pay it back, how do you begin to get out of that hole? The very first thing you need to do is identify what's wrong. Like, you have to identify what's wrong. I had to face this here when I was repairing my own credit. Like, Akira, what is the problem? Like, what are you doing wrong? And I and at that particular time I was just irresponsible. It's not that I you know, I didn't have the funds to do anything. I just didn't even I didn't even know who I was supposed to pay. I wasn't even opening the bill. So you definitely need to identify what issues that you have and once you know what's wrong, you need to get on the path to correct it. If you know you suffer from not paying people on time, if you know you suffer from, you know, just poor decisions altogether, what can you do now to change that? So the very first step you need to do is identify what you're doing wrong. Secondly, go ahead and create a plan so that you can rebuild. Secure credit cards are a great way to get started with rebuilding your credit. And the biggest thing with credit is payment history. It's 35% of your actual credit score. So if you miss a payment, it definitely takes a complete toll on your credit. So you should definitely be sure that you're getting everything in on time, even if it is the minimum payment. You want to just make sure you're getting everything in on time. And you also want to be careful. You don't want to be adding negative stuff either. I run into people all the time that say, hey, Akira, I want to repair my credit. I'm trying to restore my credit. And then in the process, you're still collecting medical bills and all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> like you got to make a conscious decision that, hey, I'm going to be serious about this decision that I'm making, restoring my credit. I'm going to be serious about the actions that I have to take. And I have a game plan. And once you go into anything with a plan, you're ready. 
Akira, so we had someone that wanted you to mention the credit website one more time. Um, sure. They didn't want to be on air, but then I have another question once you do that. The website is credittechtotal.com. It's $1 for seven days. I think it's twenty nine ninety five a month, but if you call them up, they will reduce the fee in half. So it's credittechtotal.com. Because she's all about savings. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I got to put that in there. <laughs> so, Akira, um, you mentioned something about secured credit cards, and I just want to make sure that our listeners understand um, what a secured credit card is. Secured credit cards are basically your own cash that you are putting as your credit limit so that they can eventually trust you to have to qualify for a traditional credit. So, basically, it's your own money. You're just giving someone your money, and that's going to be your actual credit. So I recommend companies like First Progress or Open Sky. Um, the website for Open Sky is open, like open the door, sky, like sky, cc.com, C as in cat. So that's open sky, cc.com. Um, and the other website that I love is firstprogress.com. The reason why I love these two companies is because it's guaranteed approval. So many people say, well, what do you feel about Capital One? What do you feel about Facebook? <laughs> you have to be really careful with companies like that because mm-hmm. they still run your credit, and you may not qualify. So these two companies, First Progress and Open Sky, are guaranteed approval companies. So if you give them your money, you will qualify for the actual credit card, and they will send it to you in the mail. Once you get the actual card, you want to make sure that you're not overcharging or you definitely don't even want to spend anywhere close to the limit. I recommend when you're rebuilding to only get gas on the car and pay it off the following bill and cycle. Mm-hmm. That is the way to build your credit. It's definitely going to help um, show your credibility and also increase your credit score. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was that that was really good. I never even heard of those two sites, so that was good. I hadn't either. When I first started repairing my own credit, I was still applying for, you know, these major credit card companies, and I was still getting denied. Mm-hmm. So I started doing a little research, and I ran across these companies, and I still to this day have secured credit cards with these companies. So I highly recommend them. Tell us one way about, um, you know, cleaning up your credit. So once you've had you know, negative issues posted to your credit report, or even if you've cleared up those past, you know, negative postings on your credit report, um, how can you go about disputing those um, credit claims? Well, the Fair Credit Reporting Act basically says that anything that's on your credit report must be accurate, timely, and verifiable. So what that means is that everything that's reported on your report must be accurate. If you were to call these companies, they should have some type of documentation to provide you um, as a reason as to why they are reporting on your report. And timely means that it is reporting within the seven-year um, period of statute of limitations. So if something does not fall under these three criteria, this criteria, then it must be deleted from your credit report. Mm-hmm. So right. when you're disputing stuff, these are the reasons why these things are being removed from your report. When I delete student loans from my client support, people are like, oh, my God, like, I'm free. And no, you're not free. Just because <laughs> something is removed does not mean you're not financially right. obligated to still pay. Right, um, it's right. just not on your credit report anymore. So don't get those two things confused. <laughs> so, I'm free. You know what happened with me because I did this before. I get, The best advice I got was to, you know, dispute things on my credit report. So before I started my business, I think my normal credit score was like a 670 maybe, right? And, okay. Okay, right? Once I disputed things on my credit report, old things, even things I knew I did wrong, <laughs> I disputed right. 
everything. And when I tell you I came back with a 720 strong, that's what happened because they have a certain amount of time to get back to you mm-hmm. to dispute it. And if not, it kind of goes null and void. So I got so, lucky with that. So, Akira, we have some callers. So let me take the first call. Okay. Hi, Joe. You are on with the Moms as Entrepreneurs. And Akira, do you have a question for her? I got a question and a comment. Okay, awesome. Um, my comment was, like, you're absolutely right about the whole secure credit card thing. And, you know, people get discouraged that it's a low balance, like maybe 150 to $300. You know, and they might get excited and might want to charge that whole amount. You know, but when you go and look at your credit report, when it finally updates, and your credit score dropped like 75 points because you used 100% of your credit limit. People don't realize that you should have charged those small amounts, built your credit, or at least pay it before your statement balance ended. So your credit report and score can stay in the same position. So I understand what you're saying because I've been right there. Mm-hmm. And um, my question is, two credit cards from the same company, you know, they have a feature now where you can, quote, unquote, put both credit lines together. My question is that one credit line is uh, my oldest credit card I had for a long time, but the newest credit card I've had for a short time. So when they merge the the credit limit, do I lose out on the credit histories I had with one card, or do they just average it out? To be quite honest, I've never um, experienced a company merging um, two credit cards together, like a secured credit card. Now, a traditional nope. credit, all the time. But yes. in, I recommend, um, if, it's a, if you're rebuilding your credit, I would keep those two trade lines separate because the more positive accounts that you have reporting, the higher your credit score will grow. So when you merge those accounts together, one account is going to close. So you're going to lose credit history with one of those cards. Am I, am I making sense to you? That's what I thought. And my thing is, you know, since... You know, they're the ones offering credit, and I'm trying to rebuild credit. Why would you right. send me an offer to uh, consolidate two cards when you know that if one account is closed, it's going to negatively impact the credit history that I've been trying to build? Exactly. I would just decline the offer. I would say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep the two trade lines separate. I don't want to combine them, and they can't make you combine them. So I would right. definitely just keep them separate. I don't recommend that at all. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for calling in, Joe. Okay, can you get that website one more time? <laughs> they love that website, Akira. Uh, no, it's credittechtotal.com. Can you just spell it out for us? Sure. Credit, C-R-E-D-I-T, uh-huh. tech, C-H-E-C-K, total, T-O-T-A-L.com. Oh, credit check. I thought you were saying credit tech, like T. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tech, like cash a tech. Okay, credit check total. Okay, thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you, uh, Joe. Have a great day. We have another caller. Hold on. Hi, Travis. You're on with the Mountains Entrepreneurs. And Akira, do you have a question for her? Yes, I had the call back in. I wanted to get the two websites for the security cards. And I wanted to know, is it true that you need four to six lines of credit? on your credit report for it to start reporting goods. I, I heard that somewhere, and I was just wondering, is that true? That's absolutely not true, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's not true. 
um, as soon as you um, have a trade line report, and a trade line is basically just an account, okay? So as soon as you, like, obtain a credit card, it instantly will hit your credit report, um, and it will instantly start reporting. So, like, buying a house, buying a car doesn't increase your credit no more than a secure credit card? Um, buying a house or making a purchase won't do anything to your credit score as far as increasing okay. it. So when you're making a purchase, it's not going to give you, like, any leverage. Now, if okay. you were to make a purchase on, like, a home or a car and then you miss a payment, you, your score would definitely take a, a decrease. However, okay. just obtaining that particular account is not going to increase your actual credit. Um, if you're in the process of trying to rebuild and build, you know, a good credit history, mm-hmm. I would recommend um, these secure credit card companies and just okay. putting your money on the card, paying the bill every single month on time, or even paying them before the statement even comes out, okay? That's a tip I highly recommend. And you Anyone tell you that? (laughs) So, Akira, that, you know, 
That's really important, and I'm glad that you touched on all of those things as a mom because I always tell people is that, you know, you there is honestly no effective way to just that word balance. I don't think anyone will ever achieve 100% balance, right. but you do right. have to prioritize the things that's important to you. You do have to sit right. back and you have to do some self-reflection and say, you know, I have kids or I have a husband mm-hmm. and I have these things and I have to ensure that I'm able to manage those things. Um, right. Right. It's definitely a confident, yeah. uh, um, conscious effort. It, it has to be an effort and you have, you know, you want to make sure that you do those things or you will be at the top literally by yourself and it's lonely at the top. And what you, you know, you want your kids not to regret that. Oh, my mother was always working. She never had time. Right. So I'm glad you actually, um, Touching on those things. Akira, it has been extremely, extremely um, pleasant to have you on. And I'm sure so many of our listeners appreciate all the tips she's given us. In case y'all missed it, one more time. The (laughs) website. (laughs) All three of the websites. Creditcheckedtotal.com. Creditcheckedtotal.com. So, Akira, tell everyone how they can reach you, your website, um, your social media, and any other um, details. Anything you have coming up that you want them to know? Okay. Well, my website is www.premiercreditconsultants.net. To reach me via phone, it's 888-628-6278. And on Instagram, I am Recover with the Kira. On Facebook, I'm Recover with the Kira. And ladies, um, coming up on April 22nd through the 25th, I think, or the 24th, I will be in the Bahamas giving credit tips on the Girls Dominate Conference. Wait, so excuse me, are you taking us <laughs> with you? You got me to come. Uh, well, send me that information. Yeah, that's what I need so help with, a vacation. Let them know that your assistant's. Jasmine and Tamira needs to. We don't need first class. <laughs> we'll take a boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Yes, but definitely um, check me out if you guys have any questions later. Um, consultations with me are always free. So if you have a specific question or an issue that you guys are dealing with and you need some professional guidance, feel free to contact me. Um, ladies, thank you so much for the opportunity and having me on. I really appreciate it. And you know, this is a conversation that never gets old. So yes, if we so need we- you to come back once a year, we're going to call you back. I'm ready. <laughs> you will, I'm ready. So you will me. be back on, <laughs> on the Moms Entrepreneurs Radio when we take over briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Akira. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You have listened to the Moms as Entrepreneurs with Jasmine Sims, the owner of Scrub Nail Boutique in Baltimore City. And the business doctor, Tamara Lucas. Until next time, you can find us at My Entrepreneur on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to go to our website, it's www.myentrepreneur.com. That's M-A-E entrepreneur.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.